Uh, my job as a preacher, uh, my my duty as a Christian, and uh, and this this fits all of us. But this this is this is what I feel my job is. Uh, Ezekiel chapter three. Ezekiel chapter three this morning, and uh, Ezekiel chapter number three. And we'll go ahead and have a word of prayer and then begin. Father, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. I pray, dear Father, that you'd please bless. Holy Spirit, please do the work that only you can do. And Lord Jesus, I pray you would be honored and glorified and magnified. And Lord, most of all, I pray you'd be pleased with everything that's said and everything that's done here this hour. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Ezekiel 3 and verse 11, God told Ezekiel, and go, and, and go thee to them of, of the captivity and unto the children of thy people. And speak unto them and tell them, thus saith the Lord God, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear. In season, out of season. I don't preach the message that you want to hear. I'll preach, I don't necessarily preach the message that you will receive, but I'm going to preach what God said, and, and, and you know, you can't, you can't go back. Is that Eric Jensen I'm seeing back there? <laughs> I thought it was Santa Claus there for a minute. It's Eric. <laughs> Good to see you, Eric. Uh, it, you know, it's, uh, but the, the man of God, God told Ezekiel, you just, whether they like it or not, you preach what I tell you. Down in verse 17, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth, and give them warning from me. When I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die, but his iniquity, die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thy hand. Yet if thou warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wicked wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. My job as a preacher is to warn the wicked from, from God. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an angry God. And I want, I want more than I want God to be pleased with what I do. I want God to be pleased with what I preach. I want God to be pleased with my family. I want, I want God's favor on my life. I want God's favor on our church. I want God's favor on everything that I have. And, uh, but God said, I've made thee a, a watchman. Now, a watchman is simply a guard. God put us on guard duty. You know, I thought it kind of strange about, the, you know, God said he makes a watchman. When I went to the Marine Corps, I got to Paris Island, and uh, they said, you're going to be on fire watch. And, uh, of course, we didn't say, what's that? We just said, yes, sir. <laughs> but anyway, fire watch, you you'd had so much time, you would walk through the barracks and make sure nothing was on fire. And if there was a fire, you would warn everyone in the building so no one died died in, in a fire. Um, but they, on fire watch. The next time I went on guard duty, uh, I was at a uh, missile site in, in uh, Camp Pendleton, California, and uh, they, they, they gave me live ammo, and they said, you will not let anyone in here. 
If you have to shoot to kill, you will not let anyone in this, through this gate. Uh, the next time I was on guard duty, I was on guard duty in Vietnam. And, and you know, it just kept stepping up a notch. Now, when I was on guard duty in Vietnam, we had, we had you know, like, like this intersection being our perimeter, we had a bunker on each corner, a bunker in the middle, and a bunker on back corners back there, and then one in the back and one in the middle. So we had eight bunkers all together. And uh, anyway, and then we had a roving patrol. And when, you know, and I would, I would have duty in the, in the bunker sometimes, and then I would be the roving patrol. The roving patrol would walk around between all, now these bunkers are quite a distance between each other. But I would walk between these bunkers and check, make sure the guy is still on duty, that nothing has happened to him, no one has, has gotten into the compound. And, and, but, uh, when you're on, you're on that, that, especially on that, that, uh, Roving patrol, uh, you're by yourself. It's monsoon season. You got your rifle upside down under your poncho so the barrel doesn't fill up the water, and it's, it's rusted anyway. And uh, and and it's you know it's uh, and there, there's no street lights. If there's any light, someone set off a flare. Now a flare looks like like one of these road flares that you carry in your car, but you take the top off, put it on the bottom, and you hit it, and it'll shoot this ball of fire up in the sky, and then a little parachute opens, and it'll let it down. And I mean, it'll light up a football field. So, But you're walking in the dark, you think you heard something, you hit that flare knowing, knowing I might hit that flare, and I may see a whole group of people in front of me that I don't want to be there. And uh, But anyway, you, that's that's... And, uh, and the, the importance of guard duty just kept escalating. Here we are today. Uh, God has put us on watch. Called thee to be a watchman. And we're talking about people dying in their sin and going to hell. And Satan is everywhere you look. Uh, I mean, it, 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 it's amazing to me uh, what the, the world that we live in. It's just amazing to me. Now, I used to say, and I, I've, said, I've said even recently, you know, we're watching the world fall apart. But I'm, I don't say that anymore. We're watching the world fall into place. We're not falling apart, we're falling into place. And we're, we're right with the program now. I mean, we are so close to the rapture of the church. I mean, the world is wanting, I mean, Russia, they, they, want, they want a new world order. And America's scared to death of Russia and China and, and all the talk of the nuclear stuff now. Um, listen, everything is right on time. And, uh, and it's, it's getting very, very exciting. But uh, listen, we're, we've got, God said in verse 17, give them warning from me. That is my job. That is your duty as a Christian. Warn your neighbors from God. Are you really ready to die? There may be somebody watching, watching now. Uh, you're not ready to die and you know you're not ready to die. Well, you need to, you need to get the arrangements made. You know, it, uh, that's one of the things I've been... One, one of the things God wanted me to do before I leave here was write that book. 
So, I'm getting close to scratching that off of my to-do list. And I'm not going to let Mrs. Larry Rob see it again. Uh, <laughs> I've got 15 new pounds of commas in that book so far. Uh, but it's... Uh, but God wanted me to write, I knew I was supposed to write this book, and, and we did. And, uh, but I, I'm, when I die, I want, to, I want to die right, and I want to leave behind what I'm supposed to leave behind. Uh, and that one mainly being just a good testimony. But uh, God said, you give them warning from me. Now, what is happening in America today, uh, is, is, again, it's just everything's falling into place. Everything is falling into place. Our government leaders have made God non-essential, I think they call him now. Uh, and a lot of them call him non-existent. Uh, one, of our, one of our legislators said, God has no place in, in, the, in our legislation. Uh, again, it's, it's, everything's, everything's... Why would they say the liquor store is more important than the church? Because God said, "This is where this is where we're going to be. This is where we're heading." And uh, but it's time for the church to get back on watch. I'm excited about the bus minister getting started again. You know, our government said no more, no more visitation, no more bus ministry, no more Thanksgiving, no more Christmas, no more gathering of the church. And uh, but I think the church has begun to wake up. And said, no, we're not going to stop serving God. We're going to die anyway. I want to die in the will of God. I may die with this coronavirus. And if I, if I do, so be it. I'm going to die with something. If the coronavirus don't get me, cancer will, or heart attack will, car wreck, bullet, or just, just everything just stops. One day, God is going, I'm going to hear this. Stanley, it's time. And when I hear that, it's done. Now, I was, I was flying. The last trip I made, I had to get down to, to the Fairmont, work on that house, get some stuff done. Uh, but any, anyway, I was on the way down. We flew into Chicago. And going into Chicago, I mean, I, it, was, it was more like an earthquake than turbulence. I mean, we're getting ready to land. And I mean, it's like, just, and I say, it's more like an earthquake than just turbulence. I've been in a lot of turbulence, you know, you're getting blown around up. But this, not like the roller coaster ride, but like an earthquake. And I thought, you know, an airplane can't take a whole lot of this. And I thought, Lord, is this the time? I thought I heard that, Stanley. <laughs> it's time. And. But honestly, I just I said, Lord, if it is, so be it. It'll be right. It'll be right. It's okay. And uh, I went back to sleep. Uh, listen, but we're all going to hear that one, one day it's going to be time and life here is going to be over. You've come to the end. You can't. Oh, oh, wait, I'm not done yet. Yes, you are done. It's appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. After this, we're going to stand before God, and we're going to give Him... We're going to explain to Him why we did or why we didn't do whatever. Why didn't you witness for me? Why didn't you go soul Why didn't you get involved in the mission program? Uh, you know, you spend more money for coffee than you do missions. Why? You spend more money for dog food than you do missions. Why? 
Listen, it's our duty, it's our duty to warn the wicked from God. Now, all through the Bible, God says, Thou shalt surely die. Hebrews 9.27 As it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Ezekiel 33.8 Thou shalt surely die. Ezekiel 33.14 Thou shalt surely die. Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Back in Genesis 2.16 The Lord God commanded the man, saying of every tree of the garden that Thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Salvation is man's only hope. If you die without Christ, you will go to hell, and you will be there forever, and death and hell will be cast into the lake of fire, and you will be there forever and ever and ever, paying for your own sin. That is not God's will for your life. That is not God. But God commendeth His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It's the will of the Father that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance, wherever you are. You know, sitting in here, uh, one of the stories in that book, there was a young native couple sitting behind me on Betty and I on the plane. And I got up and I'm cramping up. I was working on that book. And I got up, and, uh, and I got talking to this guy, and I said, son, let me ask you a question. If you die right now, do you know for sure you go to heaven? Well, no. I never heard anything like that. Well, anyway, I explained to him about salvation, and, and he said, oh, I need to do that. And I said, well, you, we can do that right here. And he said, I can't right now. He said, I, and he held up his glass. He said, I got a glass of liquor. And I'm not going to be talking to God, asking Him for anything, with a glass of liquor in my hand. And I said, son, look, we just started our descent into Anchorage. Now, when we, if, we may not make it to the runway. We've got to go across and between around a lot of mountains between here and there. If we slam into one of those mountains, if you will trust Christ just before we do, I guarantee you, you'll, you'll be glad you did. You'll be very glad you did. I sat back down, and uh, not, not, between five, ten minutes. No more than that. Between five, ten minutes. We're just, bam, outside. Sound like a mortar round had landed just outside the airplane. We're, we're facing the front. We look this way. All you can see outside is fire. I mean, it's fire. Clear, I mean, I turned around, look, clear every window. It's nothing but fire outside. And I thought one, the engine blew up or something and caught fire, and now we're on fire. Well, then, poof, it was gone. I told Betty, I said, I guarantee you he's back there praying right now. <laughs> we, got, we got to Anchorage, and nobody said anything. Stuart, nobody. And we got to Anchorage, we landed, we got off plane, nobody said anything. We went and get her to the baggage, and we got the baggage. And that young man came over to me and said, Pastor, Pastor Roach, he said, I wish you could come to our village, and, and maybe we can get my grandma in too. He got saved. And I, I, told him, I, know, I know he's back there praying right now, because I just told him, we're going to slam into a mountain down here, and you're going to go to hell, and you're going to burn. <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, but anyway, that little story is in, the, in that book. But... Uh, but anyway, 
our job is to reach the lost and to warn them from God. You don't want to. You don't want to die. You don't want to go before God by yourself. When you go before God, you want the Son of God, the Lamb of God, there as your lawyer. Father, He's one of mine. He, he's He's one of the worst kids you got, but He's one of mine. I pay, he's paid for. Uh, I was always one of those kids. You just thank God you didn't have, but. Uh, you you don't want to go stand before God without Jesus as your Savior. Now there's there's basically three questions that the church one day is going to have to answer. Uh, in uh, Romans chapter ten verse fourteen, the Bible says, "How shall they call on Him of whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And sh- how shall they hear without a preacher?" Now that's what missions conference is all about. It's, it, it, it's, it's staying on guard duty, reaching the lost, and warning them from God. Warning them from God. Uh, God and again, God said He's going to require their blood at our hands. You know, when uh, Cain killed Abel and God came and said, Your brother's blood cries to me from the ground. I don't want the blood of one of my neighbors crying out to God from the ground. Stan Roach didn't tell me. He could have, but he didn't. You know, the blood of all these babies we've been butchering in this country. I mean, crying out to God. And God's not going to overlook that. God is not going to overlook that. Uh, it's going to be taken care of. You know, if you're driving down the road, you saw a house on fire. We, there, was a, there was a family out in, in the valley there in the Butte. That uh, they, the the mom went to work. The dad had just got a new job driving a school bus. He went to work. The mom went to work. The grandma was watching the kids. She ran just down the road. There's a little store. She ran down there to get them something for their lunches, whatever. Came back, and the trailer house they lived in was on fire. I think there's five five girls in that family from like four years old to twelve or something. They all burnt to death. Now, if you heard those girls screaming, you, you would, you know, or some people would say, you know, I hope somebody stops to help them. I don't want to get involved. You know, a lot of people look at missions like, well, it's not my problem. It's their fault. They're the ones that was born in Africa. They're the ones that grew up in New Guinea. Not my fault. Listen, we're going to answer to God for that. We're going to answer to God for that. And God is going to require an answer. He's going to require an answer. No excuses. Just tell God why you didn't serve Him. Uh, now, you know, there, my job as a man of God, two, two, twofold. I'm to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comforted. Uh, you know, we are to Warn the wicked, but we are also to warn the righteous. Uh, look at, uh, let me see, it's verse number 20, I believe. Verse number 20 of Ezekiel chapter 3. Again, when a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die because thou hast not given him warning. 
he shall die in his sin, and his righteousness which he hath done shall not be remembered, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Wait a minute, preacher. His, his righteousness is going to be remembered? I thought God wouldn't, wouldn't deny, you know, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't overlook all the righteous things that we did. Uh, turn back to Ezekiel chapter 33. I want to show you something. Ezekiel chapter number 33. And also, this not only applies to man, it applies to nations. What do you think about that? God said in Ezekiel 33 and verse 2, Son of man, speak to the children of thy people. When I, when I bring the sword upon the land, if the people of the land take a man of their coast and set him for their watchman, if he see it, if he seeth the sword come upon the land and blow the trumpet to, and warn the people, then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him, him, him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning. So, yeah, but we're, we're talking here about a, a nation. Uh, it says here, down in verse number... Uh, 13. When I shall say to the righteous that he shall surely live if he trusts to his own righteousness and commit iniquity, all his righteousness shall not be remembered. But, but for his iniquity that he hath committed, he shall die for it. When you come up with your own righteousness, you know, one of the things I think is wrong with America, I think America has come up with their, our own, as a nation, the American way of righteousness. Look at the good we've done around the world. Look, we're different than every other nation. Just go back in history and check it. And, and here we are, I mean, this, this godly, God-fearing, righteous nation. Yeah, we've murdered 60 or so million babies and and yes, we're promoting sodomy and same-sex marriage. And yes, we're doing all this. But we are a righteous nation. You know, as a nation, we need to take a good look in the mirror. We need to take a good look around at what exactly it is that we are doing. Uh, God says, our righteousness shall not be remembered. God is not going to remember everything that America has done and forgive us of all the wicked, evil garbage that we're doing as a nation. The judgment of God is on our country and the judgment of God is... And listen, unless, unless the people of God wake up and, and start obeying Second Chronicles 7.14 and turning from our wicked ways and the church starts praying and somehow God sends another revival, uh, this, this nation is not going to make it. It's not even going to be remembered. America is in a lot of trouble. The whole world's in a lot of trouble. Why? Because we got our own righteousness as a nation. Listen, the self-righteous will die in their sin and go to hell. 
The only righteousness I have is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Lamb of God. I have, that's my only plea. And listen, if you think your goodness, your good works is going to get you to heaven when you die, friend, you are in, listen, I'm trying to warn you from God. You don't want to die in that condition. You need to confess, confess that for the wickedness that it is. And, and let him ask him to forgive you, which he will. He, he, he wants you to be saved. He wants you in heaven. But you're not going to make it on your own righteousness. The blood of Jesus and his righteousness is all that's going to, that's going to work. But when God sees you are covered by the blood of Christ, you are covered by the righteousness of Christ. God knows, hey, welcome home, son. You're still, we're still going to answer to judgment seat. Uh, we're all going to answer. We're all going to have things at the judgment seat of Christ. That's for the saved. Uh, but we're not going to go to the white throne judgment for the lost. We're not going to lose our salvation. But listen, God's talking about a true, born again, blood bought child of His. You're not self righteous. You have no other righteousness. It's only Christ. Anything else, listen, uh, God said that, that kind of righteousness is not going to be remembered. You must be born again. Isaiah chapter 1, and I'll be done. Isaiah chapter number 1. Talking about our country. Talking about Israel, but also talking about America. Isaiah 1, 4. The Bible says... I. A sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, unto anger. They are gone back, away backward. Why should ye be stricken any more? Will ye revolt more and more? The whole head is sick, the whole heart faint. From the sole of the foot even unto the head, there is no soundness in it but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Do you know that last week in Chicago, last weekend, there were 70 shots fired. That was reported. 70. Ten people dead. I mean, that's just in Chicago. Why is our country so lawless anymore? The president is, is, is boasting about the, the, the school board superintendent, defying what the governors are saying, defying what their state government says. And yes, yes, just defy them. It comes from the president. Uh, every man is doing that which is right in his own eyes. Again, it's not all falling apart. It's all falling into place. Right here is the answer. The answer lies right here and within the walls of this building. You know, I think this thing of playing church has come to an end. God is looking for those that are very serious about serving Him. Those that want to be saved. You can't be good enough to get into heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
Then he said, No man cometh unto the Father but by me. All roads don't lead to heaven. They may lead to Rome, but they're not all going to lead to heaven. There's one way. That's not the Baptist way, the Methodist way, the Presbyterian way, the Catholic, the Muslim. It's the way of the cross. There's no other way. My job is to warn you from God. Saved and lost. We that are saved, listen, I want, I want, to, do it, I want to do it as right as I can. Now, I, I don't have much to work with, but I want to try to do it as right as I can. Uh, and I'm as guilty of sin as the next man. But I want to do it right. And I know my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness.